in a world looking for something to listen to. A group of friends rise to the challenge. It's Pop Samurai. I think that's how it usually starts, right? In the Star Wars movie, right? The the little little in a galaxy far, far away. And then we should have started off with the twentieth century Fox music. (laughs) Welcome guys to our Rogue One spoiler review um, for the uh, I just said right now for the movie. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I'm your host, Jelani Hoon. Joining us back from his extended medical leave, Paul Pack. <laughs> Sorry, I was a mess. <laughs> How are you doing, Paul? I'm alive. I got that going for me. Yeah. Now, we knew you. We knew you were off a little bit. We had you had to get yourself in order because you had surgery and stuff like that. But the one thing to bring him back is Star Wars, and we're here to talk. Star Wars. Are you ready, Paul? I'm ready. All right. So, everybody, the, we're going into a spoiler review here. But since if you haven't seen it yet, which I would be surprised if you didn't, but one of our crew hasn't. So that's why he's not here today. Um, we're going to go into a quick, just like two minute, maybe even a minute long, just like, did we like the film? Did we not? Kind of go into it real quick, talk about it a little bit, and then we're going to go right into spoilers. So if you guys want to see the film before you hear us spoiling it for you, just, you know. Turn away because we're going to ruin everything right come, now. Come back later, all right? Screwing it all up for you. That's right. Paul, did you like the film? No. No, I'm kidding. I loved I loved everything about it. So far, I've only heard one person say that they did not like this film. Like, oh, that was garbage. Like what? What are you talking about? Yeah, I've, have I've, you seen the other Star Wars films? Because this ties in perfectly with with Episode Four. Yeah, I've heard it has the same feel. I've heard just minimal like dislike for this film. I, I I've almost right. almost heard none. I heard just a, a couple of people, handful of people, don't like it. There was that scathing review from like I I think like the maybe New Yorker reviewer guy critic. He was like, "Oh, Star Wars is dead. Just bury it or something." I don't know. Ask her him. Wh- whatever. I'm not. Time to I'm go not... back to watching his Notebook movies. <laughs> I'm not listening his to that. Fifty Shades of Crap. <laughs> he go. He's probably giving all that stuff rave reviews. So, how high are you in this film? Pretty good. Pretty pretty high on this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high on. Thumbs it. up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. Thumbs me up. too. I enjoyed this film immensely. I adore this film, and uh, we'll go into more s- stuff. I mean, are there problems with it? Sure, but that's if you're being nitpicky. But what what are the problems? We're gonna go into that later. Uh, I'd like going, to hear. It, we're going I, into I it later. I don't really. We're see going it. into it later. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I totally approve of this film. I will recommend it to everybody who's a Star Wars fan and anybody who's not a Star Wars fan. Get out there, go see it. It's awesome. Hey, I think that uh, serves our non-spoiler part. We've, by law, we've done a non-spoiler part in our episode. Now we're gonna go into full spoilers. Guess what? Everybody dies. Everybody. Or do they? <laughs> no. All right. So we're gonna go into spoilers. Turns out right now. that it ties in the Star Trek. They're beamed <laughs> off. <laughs> um. All right. We're going to full spoilers, guys. Full, full spoilers. Turn away if you don't want to hear that now. All right, Paul. We're gonna go into spoilers. Give give a little bit about. I mean, I guess it's a huge majority section for you. Everything you liked about the film. 
best scenes, best whatever, whatever you liked about it. Go ahead. Go. I, I like it right off the, the get-go. It's the first movie to actually have flashbacks in it. There's no other Star Wars film that has done flashback scenes. Uh, we There was rumors that they were originally kind of supposed to do that with Force Awakens. Then they decided not to do it. So the best that we got was Ray's vision. This one, it's just full on kind of giving the idea like where her family stands and everything like that. Mm. But even like from the very get go, there was a lot of stuff that like I kind of read into and I'm like, this is all leading to something. And then it, it, it never does because you look at uh, Jin's mom, you know, she's dressed somewhat like a Jedi, not a Jedi. She belongs to the Church of the Force. Okay, cool. And then she has the kyber crystal that she wears around her neck. Okay. So I thought at first, well, maybe she might be a Jedi. She doesn't know how to build a lightsaber. So then Jin gets the crystal. Obviously, none of them are force sensitives because Jin's mom wouldn't have died <laughs> if she was force sensitive. She would have taken everybody out. But I really thought that that kyber crystal was going to lead to something big. Mm. Or I thought that uh, Donnie Yen's character, his, his name eludes me right now. Churrit. Churrit. Uh, Churrit. I thought for some reason she was going to pass that crystal off to him at the very end. You know, so that we would see that there are actually possibilities of more Jedis existing. But that never comes about either. That That's pretty much, I think, what I would have changed. Mm-hmm. To have Chert kind of live and get the Kyber crystal. Hmm. And then that's leave it at that, you know, and just, or at least have somebody, somebody walk away from it, somebody survive. Hmm. So the, uh, the, the other possibility I thought would have been cool with Chert was when he died to, uh, have him disappear. Now the the only the only Jedi's that actually disappear are the ones that kind of have that little trick, mm-hmm. uh, like Yoda, Obi Wan, um, where they they you know end up becoming Force ghosts. Mm-hmm. He would not know how to do that, but by having him do that, you would then find out that this guy knows more than he's leading you to believe, which I think would have been like way better, but. No, I, I didn't. I didn't get my my wish on that. <laughs> well, um, the 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 movie was awesome, right? Uh, I enjoyed it. There were I had a small small things with me, but that we'll get to that after this. Positive parts. K two K two S O. God damn, I love that robot. <laughs> um, yeah, he he was the strongest character for me, uh, and he was a robot. <laughs> and and there's there's a lot of stuff about him that they they weren't able to. F- fit into the final cut oh yeah because I, I think i sent it to you like all the stuff that's like cut oh, yeah. out or you know because of reshoots and all that there's a lot of funny moments in different trailers that mm-hmm. never make the cut and so i was uh i was surprised that he still had as much i thought it was going to kind of water him down by like cutting out these scenes oh he was good i mean the i mean right off the bat he was great he had a nice nice little uh back and forth with Jin and uh god damn it uh I, I think I think in the movie that was my wife's saddest moment is when yeah, he that, gets killed. Actually 
it is the saddest moment because every, that, and we'll get that to that later. I probably felt more for him than anybody else. Everybody film. else. I'm not saying that they weren't all great. Yeah, they were all. But I was just kind of like, when Jin's dad dies, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the yeah. robot dies. I feel all shitty. Yeah. <laughs> the robot, I was like, oh, man. The second that he's, he's sitting there, he's like, you gave her a gun? Do you want to know what her probability of her using on it is? It's high. (laughs) When he does that, I was like, I'm going to love this character. I can tell already. Um, And I really thought that they were going to live. And I thought for some reason that Cassian would kind of like either remove his head or because like you saw when he had the the other droid open up and mm -hmm. he was like fooling around with getting the information through the back of his head. Mm -hmm. I thought Cassian was going to do something like take his empty information or something like that. Yeah. Man, that's sad. Um, yeah, uh, we brought him up earlier. Donnie Yen's character. Uh, he was one of the standout characters for me, too, as well. I mean, loved his action scenes. Lo- loved his little kind of moments he had. Uh, yeah. His, his little prayer. I am one with the force. The force is with me. I am one with the force. I, I loved it. Uh, and he even had like a couple funny moments. There was a moment where they bagged, his, bagged over his head. It was like, are you kidding me? I'm blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a great... Uh, there's a great uh, uh, little little like meme gif that I saw yesterday, and I wasn't able to copy it. And when I backed out, I couldn't find it again. But it was a great scene where uh, episode four, where R2 and C3PO are running across the hall, and the stormtroopers are shooting, and all the lasers are flying around them. And somebody typed in like in different sections, it kept flashing, "I am one with the Force." The force is with me. I'm on the force. The force is with nice, me. Nice. And I'm like, that's perfect. I wow. wish I could find it again. I looked all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah, he was a sound character for me there. Uh, him and, and Baze were awesome. Uh, Jin and Cassian. They, I they left were... me wanting more, though. Yeah. Like... And that's the gripe I'm going to get to later. But that, yeah. I mean, like I said, there, there, there's nitpicky stuff, but it's very nitpicky, right? Yeah. Um, the, the action scenes, great. The final third act, awesome. When they get to uh, Scar- Scarif. Scarif. When they get to that planet and they're the tropical guerrilla war- warfare, make 10 men feel like 100, ground warfare, it felt like a war movie. I loved how this whole world felt lived in. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't like the prequel movies where everything was had a gloss and shiny and everything. This was like you saw the stormtrooper in the transport and he was covered in dirt and he's like, oh, right. who is this? He gets up and he's weary. But it, and it's just like it feels lived in. You know, it doesn't feel shiny and glossed. But that know? that's my big argument with everybody on episode one, two, and three that complain about that is the fact that you got to remember that the galaxy is at a different point in that time where there is a lot of like sun, sunshine and happiness. Well, this this is you know nearly twenty years later and yeah, like I suppose. But even the like, empire has uh, like wreaked havoc on the galaxy. Even like on when they find young Anakin in, in the first one, right? Even on that planet that what I forgot what planet they were on. Tatooine. <laughs> that was it. Tatooine. Yeah. Oh, shh, over my head. When they find him there, the planet and the city still didn't feel lived in. It felt like oh, this is. It felt kind of well, newish. Yeah. yeah, but when you go to the jet, the Jetta planet here in the city, the city felt lived. Yeah, in. It was like, like the, this place, like the people like around people in episode one for living on Tatooine didn't look dirty enough. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like if if you look at uh, you know, when we first see Ray in Force Awakens. Yeah, every, it, everybody it, looks like it, it looked great. They need, Everything they need was great. A bath. Felt felt have that lived in 
feel, and that that's what I love so much about this film. Um, I loved how they gave us a different shade of the rebellion, right? For all of the films we've seen, rebellion was clean cut good guys. This no, this was like they had to do some stuff. You saw Cassian; he brought that out he, right away when he when he like basically murders this fool, uh, his informant, because otherwise he would have got caught. You know, yeah, he just does it, and it's like kind of part of war. Yeah, you it's know, just like I they show guess. more of like they give more, you know, weight to it, and they also give you the more. On all the films with the Empire, they always like okay, the Empire is this huge, just like overbearing thing, but you never really feel that. But in this film, you do kind of because sure. they're going through houses, they're busting down doors, and it's like this is a total like. Um, I'm freaking, I'm not, I'm blanking on the word, but like they're just like militaristic, just like we've taken over this planet, it's ours. We're right, we have a presence. The other with other films, it's always you'll see like one or two walking through, like when, it, when like in the New Hope, where it's like these are not the droids you're looking for. It's like only two of them walking through the whole city. <laughs> it's like, well, this is supposed to be occupied. Where's where's the in this one? They felt occupied. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, you you have a little more a little more of that with the kind of. Where you touch everything up, and now you see stormtroopers on dewbacks, you know, a little bit more, and everything like that. So, I mean, there's a little bit more of a presence with the like updated version of episode four, but I don't think that Lucas really kind of thought that through so much. Plus, he had such a, a low budget, from what I understand, most of Tatooine is filmed kind of last. Mm-hmm. That's why the cantina looks as shoddy as it does, and you see a lot of uh. Reused uh, a lot of reused masks from like old like if you watch like used to watch Shock Theater in the like early seventies awesome. and that then you like the devil guys from like some mat you know movie and you know there, there's a few that aren't you know like the big furry guy that's all you know whatever the hell he is but uh, yeah it, it's it's cool though I mean it, I really, it is I, what it I is. also enjoy a lot of the Easter eggs. Right, this is like if you're a Star Tons Wars fan. Tons of Easter eggs. If you're a Star Wars fan, this is like for you, like an Easter egg hunt for you. I mean, they even like blatantly just show some right in front. You know, there's the one with the Doctor uh, Evazan yeah, and Pandobaba. Yeah, they're just running into them, and yeah, and, I was like, well, I know two people that got off that planet. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's it was great. Uh, I enjoyed the film from beginning to end. A couple nitpicky things, right? Um, for me, but we'll go into a little bit. Anything else that you like before we get into nitpicky stuff? Maybe. Uh, well, again, you know, it's a, a lot. I liked a lot of the um, the little Easter eggs. You uh, know, right, right off the bat with Jetta, you know, you got back there, Evazen and Pandobaba. You got there's like a probe droid floating around in the background. You had uh, um, I can't remember. I don't know his character is it. The toy they call them Snaggletooth, mm-hmm. but you see his species on the planet. Um, I, I, I like Saw Gerrera's like little castle. People are playing chess, and it, it's just like the the hologram in the Millennium Falcon, but now it's like a board game version. Yeah, exactly. Which like they awesome. can't afford like D&D it. Like D or something like that. They're rolling dice. Right. So I was like, Whoa, that's awesome. And it kind of makes me wonder if they were actually, if they actually, and I'm gonna have to look into this. I'm wondering if they used. The, uh, the stop motion props. Mm. I wonder if that's what they had on the table. We'll have to check it out. Could, check I it mean, out. They, that could be stock, or it could just be like remolds of what they initially used to, <coughs> to make episode four. Because yeah. they, they recast them all for 
Force Awakens to continue when they turn the table on and they just continue the game from where they left off initially in Episode Four. Yeah. Um, glad the batteries didn't run out. But yeah, there's there's just tons of Easter eggs, and then for like fans of Star Wars Rebels, we get three, four. We got the ghost twice. There's uh, the call for General Sindella over the PAs, which is Hera's character. And then when uh, that guy's running to give, give uh, Mon Mothma information, I didn't catch it the first time. I didn't But either. on the left corner hand of the screen, I didn't catch E.T. in Episode 3 initially. But, uh, yeah, you got Chopper. Chopper's there. Yeah. And, I, and now what they're talking about was initially – Next season's supposed to be the last season of Star Wars Rebels, and it was going to end, and then, like, moments before Rogue One picks up. Now, from my understanding, they're changing their mind about that, that next season, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end with Scarif. Now they're talking that you're going to see it from their point of view. You're going to see Rogue One from their point of view, which nice. I think is great. That's awesome. So I, we'll find out, I guess, what happened. Did the ghost get away or not? Nice. So, uh, yeah. Uh, no, one final thing, or uh, two final things actually, before we move on to kind of nitpicky things. Uh, loved how this film fits so perfectly right before New Hope. Right? It actually, it kind of makes me feel like it makes you appreciate a New Hope even more with uh, as much as they kind of give you to help set up a couple things. Right? Yeah. Um, I I love that so much. Right? That was awesome. Um, and then my little transition to nitpicky things, right? Um, how awesome was that Vader scene when he just murdered all those fools? I love that scene, right? But this is why it's like in my transition to nitpicky things, right? Because I thought, not, and this is just me, right, that they were going to show why he slowed down more in New Hope, right? Because I know that's what we talked about before. Is like, I right. thought, he, I thought, I thought he we were going to... Thought we we're gonna get like maybe a little battle damage, maybe, or maybe he's like a little something, and you know, right? Him slow down a little bit, but he was like fluid in that hallway, which was awesome. He, I mean, he forced raised the guy to a ceiling, killed some guys, and cut that guy in the ceiling in half. I was like, this is awesome, but and he was like the Terminator; no one could stop him. They couldn't open a door. It felt like a horror movie, yeah, which was awesome. I loved it, but at the same time, it was like, this is not how he acts in the other movie. I mean, what explanation? I mean. Some people give the explanations like, oh, but he just didn't care because Obi-Wan was so old and he was just fighting with, you know, one yeah. hand and this and that. And I was like, okay, I, I suppose. Yeah. By slowing down Vader a little bit, then it would have given more of a reasonable explanation for the lightsaber fight in episode four. That's, it's nitpicky. That's, yeah, that's, that, like, that's, nit, nit, that's nit, nit, only a little thing. Yeah. The other, my, my other kind and of. It, well, and his lightsaber was too red. Because his lightsaber isn't that red in, in episode four. Yeah, but graphics, whatever. Right. But they're, Well, they're cleaning up episode four for like a big anniversary. I kind of hope they just give us original, but it's cleaned up. That, that's what I want. But all right. Other nitpicky thing, uh, the CGI uh, uh, Tarkin. Why, why are you picky I, about that? I'm, I'm not. I'm just going to say it took me out of the film for a little bit. Right now. I give them credit. They had balls for actually going with this, right? I didn't think they were going to actually, like, because when they first show him, they show his reflection in the glass. I'm like, oh, they're going to use, like, camera tricks and kind of have him in a short that, scene. That's what I thought. 
But then he turned around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was jarring a little bit because like me knowing, I was like, okay, Cushing, he's, he's not there. That's not him. That's, that's, right. that's a CG. And it kind of took me out a little bit because it was like that uncanny valley type of thing. They had balls for going with this. They had balls for actually running with this and trying it. Right. Now for me, I felt like it, it felt just like it was it was just too jarring for me in this in that in his scenes. Was he important to the to the movie? Yes he was. It showed his showed everything that he he needed to be. He was there. He served the purpose in the film, right? Yeah. Totally agree. Right? I I, I, I don't I don't say that we shouldn't have taken him out, but it was jarring, right? And for me it took me out of the film a little bit, right? Right. Now that's all I'm gonna say on that. That's nitpicky stuff, right? Do I think they should have took him out? No. I think you should leave it as it is, but it took me out of the film. And you guys, I will shake anybody's hand who's worked on this film. You guys had balls for going with this and actually running with it and showing it as much as you did. Because I thought you were going to do camera tricks, but you didn't. Proud of you guys. And, I, and that was that was the thing that I, I initially thought about it was the fact that when I first seen him, because in the trailer you do see the back of his head. I thought, so, so, I thought that's what we were no, going to see the whole yeah, time. Yeah, no, no big deal. And I really thought that it was either going to be A, you're just he's just going to report to him, and you're going to just see him kind of like looking out the window, and he's not even going to answer. But then it was. It was the whole fact that he turned around, and then he's responding. It's like, what the? You're like, what the holy hell did they just do here? Yeah. And it's for us that are like really really into star wars it, it did it did kind of take you out of it because you're so like whoa what the, how did they do this you know and you're almost like uh not paying attention to like what what's going on on the screen because you're just so um dumbfounded by it yeah i i, I so just it jarred me out of the film now did it, it did it reduce my enjoyment of his role and his and his storyline no it did not. It just jarred me a little bit. I was like, wow, this feels like a little weird, right? But I, I applaud them for trying to go with this. Now, I, I, th there's two camps I'm seeing. Every time I see a review or talk or see people talking about it, there's two camps of this. Tarkin worked for them. Leia didn't. Or Leia worked for them, but Tarkin's CGI didn't work for them. CGI, not like roles, right? I, I think, I, think I, I thought Leia, Leia works I, I perfect. I thought Leia's like I was like oh, this sells me. It was a quick like little glimpse, and it didn't like it wasn't in my face the whole time. I thought I it's believable. Right. Tarkin jarred me because he was in so much of the film, but I, not that I'm gonna say that that wasn't important. Right. He, he was awesome in the film, liked it, but it jarred me more than the Leia scene. Right. Right. But like there was two camps. I never saw just like oh both of them work for me. Well, the the guy that was in charge of. The CGI for Grand Moff Tarkin uh, was the guy that proposed the idea in the first place, and it was like, "Well, my team can bring him back and give the Disney the whole explanation on how." And one oh. of the things was, is he explained to them, "If you look at Tron, which is already Tron Two Legacy, is almost ten years already, mm -hmm. and there's been advancements in CGI since that." Yeah. So, and I thought that was a like very convincing even if you look at like uh anthony hopkins and westworld like when they needed to make him look well there's flashback scenes when they make make the guy look young or uh you look at robert downey jr in civil uh civil war yeah which looks really good which again was one of those things it was like because 
just being right around that same age as Robert Downey Jr., it's and following his career. Like I, I've known you know seen this guy since like less than zero, and it looked exactly like Robert Downey Jr. did in the movie Less Than Zero. So I was like, wait, did they take him from Less Than Zero, or <laughs> is he somehow ripped out? Like I'm trying to recognize the way he's doing things, and I'm trying to figure out if. That was like, uh, he's also, I believe he's also in that movie where, uh, I, God, there's a, co- a movie, a, a college movie. I can't think of what the hell it was that he was in. But there was, there's stuff where I thought he was just like ripped out of those movies. But it was like, nope, that's an actual performer that they got that was built like him when he was at that the only, age. The only college movie I know that Robert Downey Jr. was in was in the Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield film Back to School. That's it. There, boom. And, and I, 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 that, I assume that, like, you know, when he's laying on the couch, because he was kind of a, a lazy ass in that movie, I was like, okay, wait, maybe he's taken from that. Well, the, the thing that they also explained with this, this face mapping is you have to get actors that are, their faces are shaped the same way as the original people. Mm-hmm. So you look at, uh, I can't even think of her name. The girl that actually plays Leia looks almost exactly like her in the first place. Eyes. So when they face map it, perfect. Now you look at Guy Henry, who plays Grand Moff Tarkin, and I pulled up a picture. Mm. It's spot on. The guy's built just like him. And I thought that they got like the voice actor from Star Wars Rebels to do Grand Moff Tarkin. But once I listened to it, I was like, oh, no, that that's a bit more off. You listen to Guy Henry's performance in like uh, Harry Potter. It does. It sounds... Just like Peter Cushing. Like, yeah, Man. maybe they went with it. They yeah. even did things to throw people off. If you look at some of the trailers, you, if you know what Guy Henry looks like, you'll see him in the background at points. And it's before they face map him, mm-hmm. before they touch him up. So it's to throw people off that he's got a smaller role than what we actually get to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so nitpicky stuff. CGI thing kind of jarred me a little bit. It is what it is. Um, the the other thing that Nick picky stuff, right? The story worked for me, right? I enjoyed it, but I felt that we that the characters weren't as fleshed out as they could have been, right? Like you said earlier, I wanted more from Nani and, and Base, right? I wanted to know more, right? Because all we got were like kind of just like sentence explanations of who they are, right? Same thing with the pilot, right? We kind of knew what he was, but we didn't know why exactly. It was like, your dad told me I could make it right or do this and that and everything like that. It's it, like, I wanted to know more. The what thing what I like, more? The thing I liked about Bodhi, though, too, was the fact that um, they were so distrustful of him. You, know, you watch Star Wars Rebels when Wedge turns from the Empire to the Rebels. He's like, hey, like, hey I want to be a Rebel. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to accept this. You know, like. <laughs> But this it was like people were like no, you know they were not cool with it. So yeah, so I mean there was just more. I just felt I needed just like I don't know if I wanted a longer film or not. I don't know if that would have worked for me or not. I but I just felt like I needed a little bit more meat on the characters, right? Because we I felt like I was given like a little sample, a taste of each person, right? And it just was like I want more of that. I want more of that. I want more of that. But what we got was still good, right? Yeah, but. I just, I just like, I felt like they, I needed they wanted that. to give us a lot of action right away. Yeah. And then I think that what they should have done is they should have extended this movie at least another half hour just to give us a little more background. Yeah. 
Because I felt like maybe those deaths at the end of the film, spoilers, when everyone dies, the one we cared about the most was K2. Because you didn't really need his backstory. He was just a funny, awesome character throughout the film. And then when right. he passes, you felt it. Everyone else was like, these characters well, are awesome. A, a, a buddy uh, of mine said, there, there are moments that were kind of like, you know, my eyes started to water up. <gasps> This movie really made me care about the characters. I didn't have that feeling. <laughs> like, I thought they're great characters, but like, uh, like when Jin, you know, starts to ball, you know, at one point, like I was like, okay, yeah, I didn't like. like oh, this her crying makes me sad. It doesn't. It's just I didn't because I didn't get enough. You know. Yeah. Now, are you talking about the scene where she she's listening to her father? Yeah. Yeah. I did like that scene, right? Because I felt like that was character development, right? She had a lot of the character development, but I felt like she needed to give the other characters more, right. too, you know? I mean... Like, and I don't even think that you would have had to have more of an explanation of her. I think if we would have seen more of her father before that hologram scene, then then I could have accepted her crying more. Yeah, but I, I just... I don't know. Like, something just didn't... Yeah, I kind of felt like maybe it's just... Or maybe I'm just should, a heartless bastard. Just, I don't know. You should, have interspliced, <laughs> you should have interspliced more of, like, you know, what he was going through, building the thing, you know, a little bit more of that, or maybe even a little bit more of the backstory of, like... Because it kind of showed that him and Krennic were kind of friends a little bit, you know? Yeah. I wanted to... I wanted more, you know? I wanted just, like, you got to give me more meat than this because you're just giving me, like, a little taste, and it's not, like... Not that it's not good, but it's just, like, come on. I mean... The characters when they died, I was like, I care that they passed. I was like, man, I can't see this character anymore. But it just like it wasn't like, oh, man, that really hurt, you know? Um, yeah. K two well, really hurt. The, but everyone else was the, just the like, thing. The thing that uh, bugged me too about some uh, people like tearing things apart is when Vader chokes Krennic. You know, they're like, and then like he cracked the joke afterwards. Like Vader wouldn't do that. It's like. Did you see Empire Strikes Back? He he chokes the hell out of somebody and then says, apology accepted. It's like, no, Vader has the exact same dark sense of humor that he does in the other films. Okay, Trust now, me. I was going to say this, though. I will say this, right? While I did like this, I did like Vader's scenes, right? And when he choked out Krennic and he says, uh, don't choke on your ambition or something like yeah. that. I felt he could have said something cooler than that. Right, because I felt it was kind of cheesy. Right, not that he, I, not that I didn't expect him not to say nothing, but I expected him to say something a little cooler, you know, <laughs> because I, I felt like he could have been like he could have said something. I was like, really, that's the best you guys could have wrote. Don't choke on your ambition. You could have wrote something cooler than that, guys. You got yeah. like how many writers on this film? One line, man. <laughs> One awesome quip, and it would have been like you know, set, set in stone. I was like, that was awesome, but. Kind of made it came off cheese ball a little bit. Yeah, there, there, there's some people though that seen this film way too many years after watching the original trilogy. Like some of the stuff that I hear people saying, and then it, it's it, you can tell that they've haven't watched that in years, but they have watched Force Awakens recently. People are reading into like certain things that aren't there. Like uh, Krennic shows up for Vader. I goes walking in the room, Vader's in the back of the tank, you know, and he lets him know that Krennic's there to see him. People, I've already heard people like, I wonder if that's Snoke. Do you think that's Snoke? No. You gotta watch Return of the Jedi. That's an Imperial dignitary. 
he had those like white faced kind of like guys that were always like advisors. Yeah. We're not sure why they were so pale faced, like if they were kind of like, you know, somehow influenced by the Emperor Invader and kind of uh maybe the dark side of things is kind of draining their lives from them. But you know, or they could just be an entirely different species that we don't know about, not yeah. necessarily human. But yeah, it's like, come on, people, don't don't read into that too much. Yeah. So, uh, all in all, enjoyable film. Paul, will you rate it? I I I, I don't. What's how many stars are we going? Ten. Our normal pop samurai scale: one being the worst, ten being the best. What's your rating for the film? I'm going with a like a whole out like nine on this. Nine. I'm gonna. I would give it another point if I got a little more background on certain characters, but exactly. like I, said, I can accept this. It was nitpicky stuff, but when you add it all together, I'm going nine as well. Yeah. I enjoyed the film. Uh, it, it, I recommend it to anybody. It makes you appreciate the original trilogy even more. Go into there, open mind, open heart as a Star Wars fan. Love the film. It's awesome. Um, let, let me ask you this: Where does it rank in your Star Wars film? Uh, there, there's people that are saying that this is better than Empire Strikes Back. Empire <gasps> still stays with no. me as my favorite film. Uh, yeah. Can I give you mine? Sure. All right. So me, the original trilogy, still the best, right? Right. Um, if I had to rank them, I like uh, Empire, then Jedi, then A New Hope. But that's just me, right? A lot of people switch those around, whatever. Um, and then under that, I'm having trouble at the moment ranking Force or Rogue, right? But I think I'm gonna go Rogue, then Force, then the prequels. I, I think I, but I, I think there's a, a different feel to Force Awakens. Not that it's it's worse than the original trilogy. No, no, no. It's just it's but thirty if I, years. If I had a gun to my head, and it takes say, thirty one. years. But I, I, I gotta go for me, and I think it's just because there's so many characters that. Um, yeah, they're they're from my childhood movies, so uh-huh. I I personally have to go with Force Awakens. Not much more than than like not like like there's this big gap no, of uh, like it's, between it's, it's, Force it's, Awakens and Rogue One. They're, they're really really close. Technically, they're tied, but if, yeah. I had, if you had a gun to my head and say choose one, I'd right. say okay, Rogue. I, I appreciate with Rogue One. I appreciate the fact that they have you know all these like Easter eggs and like I said, Doctor, you know. Evazan and Pandababa and you know you get you know the chessboard and so the Leia and Tarkin but like I never really felt like a closeness to Grand Moff Tarkin in the first place <laughs> as I did say like you know Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca so yeah. so I mean for me the whole reason why a slight edge like a, like a like you had to use a microscope to see the slight edge for Rogue One is just that feel is different than any star wars film this feels like a war film lived in dirty like it gives you everything you need to like feel but about, i, I like, think with with force awakens like the the relationship with like poe finn yeah and, and the ray the, is a lot closer more. to the original trilogy like we do have like a lot more light light at the moments do we couldn't really do that with this because these guys are just like it, it's just such a shitty part if we had to break if we had to break it down if we had to break it down like do i like characters from rogue one or the characters from force awakens hands down the force awakens right yeah the characters love more but the only reason why i'm choosing rogue one is just the feel because i felt like force awakens even though i love the film 
felt a lot like A New Hope, yeah. right? And that was the only reason, right? And like I said, these are technically tied for me, but if I had to choose one, just because it was something just different feeling, Rogue One slightly takes it for me. But if I had to choose like an overall, just like who am I going to stick with? The characters? I love the characters for Force Awakens because we're going to see those continue on and they're going to keep building. I got like nice meat on those characters, right? But the story felt a lot like A New Hope, right? This was something totally different and it was just a different taste and I enjoyed it more. <laughs> yeah. The um, <coughs> few things I've listened to people say, like they thought they should have aged Mon Mothma a little bit more. You know, for us, the original trilogy is only like se- seven years, but there's supposed to be a bigger gap in time between, you know, like uh, like Empire Strikes Back to Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think there, there's supposed to be like the five to seven year gap, actually, because of like looking for Han and all this kind of stuff. So I, I could see Mon Mothma kind of like aging a little bit more. You know, to to where she is in Return of the Jedi. But another funny argument is people were mad because they thought that Jimmy Smith should have looked older because he was in Episode Three with Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, what you gotta realize: not everybody ages the same. Yeah. Uh Alec Guinness in Episode Seven is when he films it. He's sixty-four years old. Jimmy Smith's now is actually 61. So age-wise, in comparison, they're right, they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. It's just Alec Guinness aged maybe a little bit more harshly. Like and I like I don't have any wrinkles, but I know guys that are 46 that are just like yeah. wrinkled as all. I will also say this too. <laughs> I will also say this in defense of uh Mon Mothma's aging process, right? Look at any president. Beginning after the stress of like being a leader. Look at yeah, look at any president that served eight years, and you're gonna be like, dude, you know, like you got wrecked. You know, yeah, stress. That's my defense right there. Like even Obama. Obama looks like you know he's. You think when you see him, like you like yeah, you look at him and it's like you know this guy's aged pretty well, but then you look at when he first became president, it's like. Oh no, no, he's 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 had a rough eight years. What time? What time machine did you go through? You look like you aged like fifteen to twenty years. Yeah, even so look at Bill that's my Clinton. Right it's there. like, oh my god, dude. Anybody else can come at me with that, but my defense is look at any president. Right. That's just like four to eight years. That's what they do to you. But right at, at the same point, it does make more sense because you got to got more time. That's Jim, not more time. <laughs> Jimmy Smith's, you know, kind of has a planet, you know, where he's got a little more privilege than that. Obi-Wan's been, you know, hanging out on a desert planet for 18 years. He's got sand in his ass. He's, you know, he's grumpy. You know, that's why you find him like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we don't know if he stayed there the entire 18 years. God, I hope we don't. I hope we see that his Obi-Wan story. <laughs> I, I think I think Star Wars Rebels has given it to us because uh, right now Darth Maul's trying to hunt him down. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens, won't we, guys? Yeah. All right, uh, that's our story. Rogue One review uh, of, of Oh wait, Rogue One. I, I just gotta throw it in there too. The Go other ahead. the other couple of things is if you kind of watch uh, Rogue One in Episode Four back to back, they also face map Red Leader and uh, and uh, Gold Leader, which is really cool. Red, uh, the guy that played Red Leader died earlier this year, so he never 
Well, he wouldn't have been able to film it anyhow because it would have made no sense. Um, what was it? What was the other? There was one more thing that I had. And I totally got lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right before he gets killed, uh, the guy announces that he's uh, he's Red 5. For those who didn't catch that, because I seemed like the only asshole in the theater when I laughed, uh, that's, that's why Luke gets his call sign. Because, well, Red 5 got killed during uh, the Battle of Scarif. So you never caught that. No, I no, I was wait. I thought you were gonna continue. I didn't. I don't oh no, no! You. But that, that's. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Like, there's all these like tiny little digs, and I'm sure there's like there's lists now on the internet of like stuff Easter that eggs we, galore, Easter eggs galore. If you're a Star Wars fan, I guarantee that they they hit a lot more stuff in this film. Oh, there, yeah. There's gonna be a lot more. It's gonna be, we're gonna constantly keep finding stuff, right? It, and the other thing too is it cracks me up that people are like, "Well, there's there's no like death troopers in Episode Four. Well, no, those were Krennic's like special guys, and well, we see what happens to Scarab. Baze so. is what happens to him. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you something. Just, just cause, do you think we got the first like, like gay couple here with Baze and and Chirrut? Because I felt that way a little bit at the end. No, you see that in like other like war movies where it's kind of like people get really close. You know, they got each other's backs, and some of these about to die and you see the other guy like holding them in his arms i i i didn't see a gay overtone with that i i kind of see like what people are thinking with like uh finn and poe like people want that possibility but um no I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say i didn't see it i didn't i didn't see the gay overtone i've seen other war movies you know, where somebody got shot and they're like guy's dying in his arms well, you i'm know? sure there's, I didn't say, I'm like, sure there's oh, plenty of fan fiction out there right now so you guys can oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm positive that there's all sorts of like fan fiction with paul dameron and finn getting it on now you yeah. know so guys go check that out if you guys want it um <laughs> thank you so much for joining us here on our spoiler review of rogue one a star wars story you can find all of our stuff at pop samurai network Dot com. Follow us on Twitter at Pop Samurai Cast. Send us an email if you'd like to send us, you know, any comments or questions. We'll read them on the air. Go ahead, send us at Pop Samurai Network at gmail.com. Head over to patreon.com slash Pop Samurai. We're going to be revamping that page, uh, giving a nice new hard relaunch of the page at the beginning of 2017 and uh, giving you guys something really cool uh, coming up uh, for the next year. So hopefully you guys will get out there and support that. Um, on top of that, uh, we're uh, obviously, if you guys noticed, our regular shows are on break right now. We're going on holiday break. Um, Holidays well, are killing us. You know, lots of family God. stuff, lots of parties. We don't have a lot of time to record at the moment. We apologize to you guys, but at the same time, we hope you guys are enjoying your holidays with your families and enjoying, you know, everything out there that's going on in the world. Everything positive. Hopefully, everybody's being positive and good to each other. Um, but we'll be back. Uh, I've set a date for January 9th, 2017th. We'll be back uh, with our regular shows and everything. Starting right back up, right into it, and uh, being awesome for you guys and giving you guys that content that you guys crave from us. So thank you so much, Paul, for being here with me. Hey, thanks. And this is Jelani Hoon wishing you guys a well and happy holidays. And go out there and check out Star Wars, Alex. Happy Krampus. Will our heroes podcast survive? Spread the word, subscribe, and tune in next time. Same Pop Samurai time, same Pop Samurai channel.